This is Keeping Curious, the Genius Shared podcast where each week Liz Strauss or Jane Boyd meets with host Gigi Peterkin to discuss business, life, and all things Genius Shared. Hi everybody, it's Gigi and this week we're here with Jane. How are you doing, my friend? I am excellent, Gigi. It's great to be with you today. It's great to get to talk to you and I haven't had a chance to, to thank you publicly, but thanks for inviting me to be part of this. It's been um, so much fun talking to Liz, and I, I can't wait to get this episode with you recorded and, and out for everyone to hear. Oh, I mean, I'm thrilled that you are with us to record, you know, and, and to be part of the podcast, because uh, you ask great questions. <laughs> I mean, that is one of the <laughs> things that I love about you, and so I think it's just, it's wonderful to be able to have you here and have all of us working together on this podcast. I agree, and it's nice to find, it's, it's either my most annoying or best quality, so I'm glad that you can appreciate <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, everything, in, all, all of the things that we're really great at are the, the blessing and the curse, right? You know? And the yeah. curse, exactly, exactly. So uh, so Liz and I had a great chat, um, and I know we posted that earlier this week, especially in celebration of anything you put your mind to being available September 21st. So I'd like to continue the conversation um, from your perspective, you are the story editor on this book, which, oh my God, how cool is that? But, oh my God, you're the story editor on this book. How how did this come to be? Yeah, you know, wow, you're right. I am the story editor on this book. And, and before we jump into that, I'll just say that you're right. September 21st, like it's right around the corner. It's very, very exciting to be at this place in terms of, you know, the book being published. And, uh, you know, how I came to be the story editor, I guess, is when I first read this book, when I read the manuscript, when Liz sent it to me, I was absolutely drawn into the story. It's an incredible story, right? And there's just, she's Mm -hmm. woven just magic throughout it, um, you know, in so many different ways. And I I received, um, I received the manuscript and I was so drawn in that I read it all in one night. And, and I was just absolutely, completely captured by it. And, you know, then all kinds of other things happened. You know, we had a Genius Shared event. We had, you know, a lot of different things were kind of happening um, with different projects and things that we were working on. And then one day, uh, you know, seven or eight months later, Liz said to me, I think I want to do the book. And, and I, what do you think? And so we had this conversation and the next thing you know, I was the story editor, you know, she asked me and I, I immediately accepted. I mean, I was both honored and um, knew it would also be a really interesting challenge for me too, which is good. I like challenges, right? They're good. You like challenges. You excel. You excel unlike um, few people I know at accepting and embracing new challenges. Which was funny because Liz said to me, I hate change. (laughs) (laughs) It irritates me. Um, So I also think it was probably then a big deal for her her to ask you. I I know she'd shared the manuscript back when it was Larry and the Dog. I think that's probably when you saw it, um, you know, with a few people. But to, to invite you into 
the world inside her head and, and ask you to partner with her on that, I think speaks volumes to the type of partnership you two have. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does, right? Absolutely it does. Because this story, and like I said, it's full of magic, it's full of brilliance, it's, I mean, it's full of Liz, right? It is, it is just, there's something incredibly special about it. Um, and to be able to have the opportunity to work with her in this way, um, to really go through the manuscript um, and to, to bring it to the place of preparing it for publication, you know, as a, as a book, right? As a book that will be out, you know, right. this week, which is just such an exciting opportunity, but like I said earlier, also a challenge. And, and being able to work so closely with Liz, I mean, you know, from going from the place of the manuscript to where it was, when it was Larry and the dog, to then taking it to this new place, this point of, of publication, obviously there were lots of things that we had to do in that process. And, and you know, being the story editor, it was, you know, a broader role in the sense of really putting myself in that place of the reader. And so then having the opportunity to work with Liz and, as you say, sort of be inside her head, but also represent the reader, you know, while understanding what mm -hmm. the story was about and what she was trying to convey and, and, and the messages that, you know, and uh, the insights that are in this book. It was this really interesting place for us to get to in our partnership, you know, in our working partnership in relation to bringing the book, um, you know, bringing the book to print, right? A, an adventure, definitely an adventure, right? Yeah. Definitely an adventure. And, and it, it speaks to, it makes me think of so many things, right? The, the, the trust posts. I think you've both written about trusts. Um, you know, Liz and I talked a little bit about fear. Yeah. And about when you have a fear that you kind of can't name, it's a lack of trust. Um, so I think that it's great that you guys are at this point, but what was it like? Because for, for people who don't know, for story editing, it's, I think we tend to think of editors as people who come in and fix grammar, mm -hmm. which with Liz, with anybody who knows Liz, <laughs> there's not a lot of grammar for you to right? fix because she's already scrubbed it eight times in her yeah. brain. Yeah. Uh, um, but people think of editors as people come in and move the commas and add a period and, you know, change some grammar. But when you're doing story editing, you're talking about continuity. You're talking about, you know, really, like you said, representing the reader. Was it intimidating to have to story edit a story that, as you said, has Liz all over it and is so personal to her, is so much imbibed with who she is. And then you've got to kind of come in and say, I think it would work better if we do it like this. Yeah, I mean, uh, admittedly, it was a little bit in the beginning. And I mean, we can, I can say that and we can, we smile about it. And, you know, now we laugh about it. And I think that there's something, I mean, how Liz and I have come to be in, in the partnership that we are in and, and working together in Genius Shared, you know, it, 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 it's been um, an adventure even getting to the place of saying, all right, we're going to work on this book together. And so um, I think one of the things that stood out so much to me when I read this book, because obviously, um, you know, the, the focus of the book is very much about the stories that we tell ourselves, right? And how to reframe stories, throw away the stories that don't work for us, you know, figuring out which ones to keep, which ones to let go of. And for me, I mean, I've had some stories in my head for a long time about not being particularly brilliant at certain things, right? And so when you say intimidated, um, 
it, intimidated might not be exactly the right word, but sometimes it's, you know, here we are, we're making this podcast, you know, I'm very well known, I guess, or I don't know if you could say well known, but I, ha I have a voice in the online space now. But, you know, there really was a time when I didn't, I wasn't like that at all, and didn't have a voice, and, and it was hard for me to sort of bring my voice forward. So in, in those moments, it, especially in the early um, part of editing, you know, pushing up a little bit against and bringing forward an idea and having a very strong voice and saying, not sure if that's working for the reader, you know, that was, it, there was a process that I had to go through to really get to a place of feeling ultra comfortable about it. Um, but as you talked about in terms of trust, you know, Liz and I have a, an incredible trusting, um, very unique business partnership relationship and, you know, lifelong friendship as lifelong friends. So it's this, this really cool combination that allowed me to get into the place that I needed to um, to work with her in a way that I think worked for her to, to do what she needed to do. Like, it, you know, we, we worked together and, and it worked, mm -hmm. right? Because the book is here almost, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I would imagine too, that she was trusting to get back to trust that you would get to that point where you could really bring forward your thinking and your voice to make it better. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it, um, I think she wouldn't have asked me to take on the role of the story editor if we didn't have that trusting relationship to begin with. Because you're right, it is such an interesting story and the, you know, the depth of kind of understanding the way that Liz thinks and how that came through in her writing uh, and in the story that, you know, she tells in anything you put your mind to is you know, you have to, obviously, t you have to have that trusting relationship because we're, yes, we're not, we're not talking about commas mm -hmm. here. <laughs> like, you know, right. we're just, I mean, sure, we, sure, there were points that we were, but, you know, that in, in the big scheme of things, you know, um, the story editor role in this, for this book was not about the commas, you know, although the commas are important, right? That sounds like a great shirt, story editor. It's not just about the commas. <laughs> I think I, I think we need to sell those. So, I I, I want to go back to something that you had said in terms of finding your voice, mm -hmm. um, because I, I would definitely say that you have a known voice. I mean, I could I could mention your name to ten people, and I would think at least eight of them would say that they know you from online. They've read something. They've heard your audio. Um, but in the process of finding your voice. I imagine, and, and I'm guessing, and I'm, I'm kind of cheating a little bit because we've had some conversations, that the story that you tell yourself has had to shift. And how has being so embedded in the process of, of editing this book and bringing this manuscript along, how has that influenced you or, or changed you in, in the way that you decide the stories that you're going to tell yourself? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a, that's a deep question. Um, you know, it like, is a wow. deep question. Um, you knew what you were getting into with <laughs> me, is, though. This is why I said you're really good at asking the questions, right, Gigi? I mean, um, 
you know, I'm I'm hesitating just because there's some there's a lot of different directions that I could go with this because it just feels, you know, it it has been a process for me to get to the place that I've been in or that I am in now. And I guess it's a little bit like anything in life, right? Things evolve, right? It, you know, there's a journey that there's a journey that we're all on. And um I mean, I, I believe that we're constantly learning, we're constantly evolving, we're constantly, you know, figuring out what works in our life and what doesn't. And, and, you know, but the difference is, and I think the thing that really, of course, stands out in relation to uh, this, this book and the concept of the stories that we tell ourselves is that, uh, you know, for me, I think sort of the last five years, it, it, I have really um, come to a place where I, I understand that I have to recognize the stories that I tell myself. I mean, I wasn't always in a place where I even realized that I was telling myself those stories, mm -hmm. right? And so that's a huge part. And, and I mean, more frequently we hear lots of, you know, knowledgeable folks um, talking about the concept of self-awareness and, you know, really being aware of the things that, that you know, that we are doing and, you know, the behaviors that we're doing, like, and, and specifically, you know, the stories that we're telling ourselves and, you know, it, it's huge. But if we don't even know that we're doing it, or we, we're not even aware mm -hmm. that we need to be looking for those stories, um, or maybe we're aware, but we just don't quite know how to figure out how to deal with them, it, you know, that's hard, right? And so, for me, when I think about how I've evolved over the last sort of five years or so, it it has been a process of letting go of certain stories, you know, j or realizing that, gosh, you know what, that wasn't even true. That 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 mm. particular thing um, that I was telling myself wasn't even true, and 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 reframing it and then moving forward. And so, in relation to the book. Sure, there there were even some moments, I think, um, that I reframed things for myself while we were in the midst of the book, right? Because it's, I, I don't know, I think of my son who, you know, he's very much um, loves to play video games and, and, you know, he's always telling me about getting to the next level and things or, you know, and mm -hmm. so I think about it, you, you're constantly leveling up, right? Based on where it is that you are in the journey. I like that notion of leveling mm -hmm. up. Plus, it's kind of hip. It relates to the kids. Yeah. The kids can say that. Yeah. So when Liz and I talked, she, of course, asked me after I asked her all these questions, she, she couldn't resist asking me a few. And she was asking me what part of the book stood out for me the most. Like when I thought about the book, what was the first thing that I thought of? And the first thing that I thought of, because it's sort of even sat inside my brain for a while, was thinking about thinking about not thinking about anything or thinking yeah. about thinking about thinking about nothing so what um you know as you've gone through this what part has stood out most for you what have you when you think about anything you put your mind to what comes to mind first wow um what comes to my mind when i think about anything you put your mind to is uh really you know the depths that um exists within all of us you know we can't go through life on a surface level, right? There, it, when we understand more about who we are, about the stories that impact us, and 
you know, the reframing of stories, when we understand that, it can make such a huge difference in our lives. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, it really, to me, it's, you know, it's the concept of, you know, that we decide the stories that decide our lives. Like, that's what stands out to me. And mm -hmm. I know, I mean, I know personally for me that if there are certain decisions that I hadn't made in the last few years, um, you know, actually specifically, what would I say? When the book comes out, I was just saying this to Liz the other day. So the very first time that Liz and I met in person, um, when the book comes out, it will be five years and two days. Exactly. Wow. So when we first wow. met in person and, and we had the most interesting conversation that is very memorable for both of us um, on, a, uh, on a sidewalk in Portland, Oregon. Um, at, at, at SobCon. It was a SobCon event that happened in Portland, Oregon. And so for me, I, I know that if I hadn't decided that I needed to change some of my thinking even to like, I wouldn't have been in the position of having a conversation with her on a sidewalk mm -hmm. in Portland. And, and I wouldn't be the story editor of this book. Right? So that's to me, it's, it's, it's very much about, you know, the stories that we tell ourselves like they decide our lives now you're now who's deep <laughs> yeah how did that happen <laughs> gee whiz <laughs> you're good Gigi <laughs> you are good so do you have a favorite character from the book I I notice when I talk about the book I always talk about them as external and and Liz would bring me back to the fact that they were actually inside Alice's head as much as inside mm -hmm. of her head but do, do you have a favorite character who would be kind of like your best friend from the Alice. book? Yeah. Alice? Yeah absolutely. It's funny because I think uh, I think Liz sort of sees Alice as like a little bit of a pain. <laughs> Maybe I'm putting words in her mouth but she was talking about when she was talking about you know what would come next and you know would there be another book maybe with Larry and the dog mm -hmm. and, and that the readers would have to tolerate Alice which I thought was kind of funny yeah, because yeah. because of how I view Alice mm -hmm. um I like the dog I have to say maybe because he doesn't talk <laughs> yeah the dog you know the dog has the dog is smart man the dog is smart yeah. right I mean I like Alice because all of this happened inside Alice's head. Well, a significant amount of it happened inside her mm -hmm. head. And the, um, you know, most brilliant wisdom and insight came from when, you know, when things were happening inside Alice's head. I mean, I'm not going to go too head. deep into yeah. it because you need to mm -hmm. get the book, right? This week you need to, to order the, the book so you can read it. <laughs> um, but gosh, like there were some incredible, incredible adventures um, that resulted in, yeah, just like smart, smart wisdom and knowledge and mm -hmm. brilliance and just all kinds of things. And that all happened inside Alice's head. Like, I love Alice. She's she's amazing. She carries a lot around with she her. She does. It is kind of cool. Yeah. It really is kind of cool. How do you, um, how do you think people are going to react to this book? This, this book sort of defies classification and categorization, and it's it's very Liz. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's been called a book that only she could write. Um, you know, what's your prediction for how how readers are going to react once they, they pick this up and, 
and devour it in one sitting, as mm-hmm. I think many yeah. people will. Because <laughs> it is hard to put down. The few times I had to put it down, it was with regret. I think that people are just going to, like, it's, this is a very, this is a Liz book, right? There, I mean, there's, and if you don't know Liz, you've never met her before, you know, you're hearing mm-hmm. this podcast you know, for the first time, because you're curious about what, you know, what all this talk is about anything you put your mind to and, and genius shared. I mean, you know, she is just, she's, she's done such a remarkable job of telling a story that, that really is a story that I think so many people can relate to, right? I mean, it really, who, who doesn't have some point in their life where you, you have something that you're kind of telling yourself that, you know, is, is a story that isn't quite right, that needs to be fixed or reframed or, you know, something. So I think that people are going to fall in love with this book, right? The, the thing is that if you get into this book and this book is speaking to you, you're going to have an experience that I believe is like, you know, a conversation with your smartest, wisest, most interesting friend, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you're just going to, you know, leave it with all kinds of new insights, right? And, and I also think that because those insights will, it'll be, I think of it a bit like, you know, the ripple effect or something like they'll, they'll spread out over time, right? So you might, the first time mm-hmm. you look at it, you might think, oh, I get what that means and apply it in a certain way. And then a few weeks later, it could mean something deeper and more meaningful to you. And so because of that, I think that readers are going to find an incredible amount of value in this book. And, and that value is going to go on. Like the ripples will go on for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what a good book does. It stays with you, right? And, and it, it impacts your life. And it reveals itself in different ways the more you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Liz and I talked about I, this almost being like spending a, you know, an afternoon with your best friend. Mm-hmm. But listening to you talk and what you're saying about, you know, over time you get a different insight. It, in that way, it's like spending an afternoon with Liz. Yeah. Because I know from conversations I've had with her, I've walked away with one thing. And then a few hours later, I turn it over in my head again. And it's like, oh, and then there was this, yeah. you know, and, and it just would reveal itself over and over again. So, yeah. So if you haven't met Liz and you want to have a conversation inside your head with this woman who's written this story from inside <laughs> her head about inside somebody's head, um, that in and of itself. And then you get to see a little bit of Jane, too, because I, I think there's there's certain places where your your um, sensibilities, I think, shine through. So really a great partnership. I can't think of two better people to bring this book to life. Uh, it's, it's just been, you know, an incredible experience. Like I'm humbled and honored and just delighted, you know, to have had the opportunity to work with her mm-hmm. on this and, and, you know, to work with her bringing it out into the world. It, there's something very special about it. And it, it even starts from the beginning too, right? You know, the morning I met Larry and the dog, the sky was the backlit blue black <laughs> that stops time, tricking just about everyone into thinking that morning is a long way off. The moon had just left the scene and the sun had not yet made her entrance. The birds were still sleeping. Me, I was enjoying the luxury of time. Time to sit smack dab in the middle of a slow moving transition. For the next little bit, I could do or be or see whatever I wanted. I had time to see the colors of the sky, time to go running through the pathways of my mind. 
And I would say if you want to see where those pathways take Alice and where yours will take you, then you definitely need to pick up a copy of this um, starting September 21st. So we're really just sort of checking the days off the calendar. It's very exciting. It is very exciting, right? And just as you were reading that, I mean, I have such a visualization. I mean, in, in my mind, like I, I've seen the pictures of this book in my head, right? I mean, so for me, that's the way it's kind of comes through, right? It's like, I totally know what these things look like in, you know, in my own head. And I saw those things when I, the first time I read, right, the manuscript, but now it's like, mm -hmm. wow, just hearing you read it, it's, it's very cool. I get goosebumps. I know. It's great. It, it really is great. And I think it is so relatable that while everybody will have a, a slightly different version, I think it's like asking a third grade class to sort of paint a picture of, you know, the playground or paint a picture of a sunrise. Everybody's going to bring their own flavor to it, but you're all going to sort of be looking at the same thing at the end. Yeah. And that's that it's that accessibility that um that I think is also so cool because it's such a book that's it's almost mystical in, in its parable. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's such a different book, and yet it's so accessible. And that's really a genius blending to, to have it be that accessible for the reader and still so genuine to the storyteller. It's pretty darn cool. Yeah. I mean, thank you for saying what you said. It's, it's exciting, right? You know, the next, time we, the next time we talk, the book will be out, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm excited to start to hear the responses from mm -hmm. from readers and you know and to hear the stories right that they're experiencing as they go through and and experience you know anything you put your mind to yeah and that is a great segue for this fun little way that we're ending the podcasts which is um, if you could ask people to or suggest for people to put their mind to one thing this week what would that be oh wow um I would suggest that people put their mind to figuring out just one story that they're telling themselves that might not be quite accurate. You know, what is that? What is that story? And just 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 okay. land, you know, think about mm -hmm. it. Just think about it and mm -hmm. and see if you can even come to that place of of um identifying it in some way. Yeah, I think that's a great place to start with the stories that we tell ourselves. Yeah, very, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good place, yeah. right? Well, my dear friend Jane, thank you for taking some time to have this conversation with me. I look forward to the next time that we get to talk on, um, on Keeping Curious. And I, I know we'll be talking about many things other than this book, but it's been great to spend this time talking with you about anything you put your mind to. Thank you for sharing these stories with us. Thank you, Gigi. It's been wonderful to be here with you today. We'll talk again very soon. We'll talk again soon, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Keeping Curious, featuring Liz Strauss and Jane Boyd, is a product of Genius Shared and Genius Shared Press, produced by Genius Shared, hosted and edited by Gigi Peterkin. To learn more about Genius Shared products, including the Keeping Curious podcast, visit Successful-Blog.com.